All right, well, morning everybody. Good, uh, good to see you all. Good to see that you are enjoying the uh, eats at the back. And uh, I hope it uh, fills your, your tummies up. You know, it's, it's, I just want to first of all introduce myself. My name is Byron. I'm from South Africa. You'll notice from my accent. And my lovely wife over here. Um, and we've been married now, I think, 30, 30 odd years. 31 years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, God has brought us here and he's planted us in this, in this, in this church here. And um, I just believe that, that God has really got something special um, for us in this, in this church and in this community. And uh, Sandy, Sandy and Chris just asked me and my wife to share. And uh, so I'm just going to just share a little bit about about what God has been doing um, in my life in relation to what Sandy and Chris have been sharing over the last couple of weeks. And the one thing, the one thing that um, Sandy ministered on was, one of the titles of the message was uh, Displace and Replace. And before I heard, before I heard that message, um, I remember I was... I was uh, we had moved into a house, and we got a back garden, a big stretch of, of grass, and there was just this this patch of this patch of soil there. And in that soil, when we moved in, there was some some plants and things like that. And I didn't really I didn't really take care of it, and uh, weeds would grow in it. And then I would what I'd eventually do is I'd dig up all the weeds and dug up all the plants, thinking that that soil. Would uh, or that grass would grow over that over that soil. Needless to say, that didn't happen, and um, I would I would keep on doing that until eventually. Actually, this last this last summer, when I walked past there, and I looked at it, I thought to myself, I've actually the only way I'm gonna I'm gonna sort this out is to throw seed down, and immediately this. I just believe it was, it, was, it was God had just dropped this into my heart. And it was like, if you don't uh, plant the new, you'll always get back the old. And I, I realized that. And so, so what I did is I went and got seed. I planted seed. And um, over two weeks, that seed turned, became grass. And, and everything uh, was, just, was just grass now. And it just brought me to the, to the, to the thought that you know our lives, our minds are just like that. Our minds are, are a garden. And and when I came to when I came to the service and I listened to Sandy minister that word, you know that's why it's so it's so good to be in fellowship, to be to be in a place where we can just um, listen to God's word, and. When Sandy, when Sandy ministered that word, I just read, and she spoke about uh, displace and replace. It just confirmed what God had been saying to me that I need to replace um, my thoughts with 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 godly thoughts. You know, I just just going back a bit. I um, I, I battled with depression, and. Before I came to before I came to the UK, I I had battled with depression, and it it was it was 
I don't know if, you, if any of you have battled with depression, but your thought life can really take a hold of you. And I fell down to a real low in my life because of depression. And my thoughts, the scary thing about depression is, is your, your irrational, uh, um, uh, irrational thoughts become rational thoughts. And I had to, I had to um, begin to learn how to, to control my thoughts and how to, to sow new seeds into my life. And, and I had to displace, I had to, I had to displace and replace the things in my thought life. Um, the other thing that Sandy ministered on was uh, staying, in, staying in the now. And I don't know about you, but, you know, we're always running ahead. We're never, we never, we never constant. We never sort of, if, if, we, if we come to a service sometimes and, we, and, and we're listening to the word or somebody's speaking, I don't know about you, but my thoughts seem to, to go all over the place. And I've got, to, I've got to just pull myself uh, back in. But the thing is that... Oh, I'm sorry, I've I'm, I'm, I'm got lost here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's just... It's, it, being in the now is, 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 our, is, is our daily living. You know, we, we need to take time. I don't know about you, but we need to take time just to breathe. Because we just seem to be running... We just all the time running ahead. And that's what I found in, in, in my life, that I just need to take time and just stop and just, uh, and just breathe and just allow God, because it's, it's in those quiet moments that God is able to speak to us. When we're rushing around and when, we, when we're all over the place, um, it's difficult to hear God's voice. And Sandy Minister on that, just staying in the now, and I just... I just began to or, or have started to just practice that you know just just to remain still and quiet and just listen to what god is saying and the and the third um the third thing is the other thing that really impacted my life what sandy shared was uh, you know seeking god early you know sometimes sometimes we we forget to come before god and ask god before we make a decision just to just to just to help us, just to talk to us. And um, sometimes we make a decision and we run ahead. And uh, only after we've made the decision do we realize that um, the decision has, ha- hasn't been that great or we're battling with it. But that's because we have failed to, to, to come and just sit before God and ask Him to give us direction. So those are the three things that, that, that God has, has ministered to me, and I just hope this morning that that has been um, an encouragement to you. Amen. That is that's lovely. Thank you, man. I love the, I love the fact how, how you've got to, um, you know, as Byron was saying, he, he had that, that, that open patch in his lawn, and um, although he weeded it, but year after year he'll get the same thing coming back up again. And nothing changed there. He got the same result. And was it, was it Einstein? Who was it that said, you know, the heart of madness is to do the same thing the same way and expect a different result, hey? We've got to change what we're doing to get a different result. And so what Byron, so I love what you're sharing there, is that the, the reality, the outworking of this, is that he had to um, change what he was thinking about in his own life, hey? 
a conscious decision. It didn't just happen, did it? It was just a conscious decision, yeah? And you started to, to do that. That's fantastic. I love it. Thank you, Byron. Bless you. Thank you. Veronica, good. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hi. So um, I would like to uh, reflect on one of the messages that Sandy spoke on some weeks ago. And it was based on a scripture that reads like this. Um, it's from Romans 12, uh, verse 2. And it is, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And some of the important points that um, Sandy preached about that day was that we need to press on. As long as you're alive and as long as you have breath in your body, you have to press on. And that he takes away, he being God, capital H, he takes away in order to establish. And that we have to reach forward and let go of the old and reach for the new. And also the important, one another important point in that message was it's not about me, it's actually about others. We are here on this earth for others. And so now I'd like to give you a little bit about my testimony. So about three years ago, I reached a really, really low point in my life. Um, I felt down all the time. I had lost my faith in God. I was disappointed with God. I was disillusioned. I was, and I had been serving in a church for about 30 years, but I just went downhill and I was in such a bad place and I actually gave up. You wouldn't have found me anywhere near a church uh, three years ago. Um, I felt as if my life was, I looked behind and I felt as if my life was just a pile of ashes, a pile of broken dreams, a pile of bad experiences, a pile of ashes. And I said, I just felt to myself, you know, I'm meant to be a child of God, but my life has just been a mess. Even through serving God, I had bad experiences. Um, I, I, I had a bad, bad family experiences. I am one of nine children. And I'm the last born of nine children, and I thought, I actually really shouldn't even have been born. I mean, why, why did my mother even have one more? I shouldn't even, I should never have been born. It was, I was in such a dark place. And I, I prayed, well, I didn't really pray, to be honest with you, but one day I just felt um, God saying to me, yes, if you look behind you, Yes, there's a pile of ashes, but you're still standing. You're still standing. And I have kept you. And you're still standing because I kept you. And I saw a picture of, in my mind, I saw a picture of a woman standing, and behind her was a trail of ashes and destruction and rubble. But in front of her was a good, sunny place. And God, I felt as if God said to me at that point, you're still standing. I've kept you. Now walk with me into your future. And 
Um, and then, how do, the thing was, how do I do this? How do I walk into this future that God um, has for me? And I realized, and this was one of the things about Sandy's message, is that it doesn't happen, doesn't happen easily. It's a slow transformation. It's a slow transformation. It is, it is about let, learning to let go of those bad experiences, learning to let go of those broken dreams and let God give you new dreams. Um, I've also learned that God doesn't have a magic wand. He doesn't wave a ma- magic wand over bad, bad experiences. But what he does is he transforms your mind that you can, you can look upon those experiences in a much different way. Um, and that there's no, instant, there's no instant solution. You have to go through that transformation. It's slow and it's hard and it's not easy. But the secret is to keep going. Chris also spoke a couple of weeks ago about he decided to get fit again. And... Um, he spoke about getting on the treadmill, and that's what it's like. When you go on the treadmill first time, you get off, you don't feel any different. And you probably don't feel much different the second day and the third day, but after three weeks or four weeks of being on the treadmill, you can notice the difference. So that's what it's like. You know, when I woke up the next morning after God said that to me, I'm like, you know, so where's this transformation? Where's this new life? Where's this bright future? But the practical part of it is that, you know, it's, it's about, you know, how did that transformation start to take place? How it starts to take place is when you take your eyes off yourself and you look onto others. And it was little practical actions like, I had a lot of bitterness towards my sisters. I have six older sisters and I had a lot of, you know, bad experiences with them. And it was little things like, just getting up one day and instead of feeling all bad and bitter inside about them, I would give them a call. Or I would do little things like I'd go to, um, onto Amazon and buy a little £10 gift and send it to them in the post. And it was think, doing things like that outside of myself. Take your mind out of, out of yourself and onto others. And that's where it's little steps like that. Many and often... Oh, um, uh, uh, many of them at a slow pace and that transformation starts to um, happen. Sandy said in her message that um, he makes a road in the wilderness and he makes rivers in the desert. And that's what I felt like those little actions were. Those little day-by-day actions was it was when God just, you see little trees start to spring up in your life. Those are like relationships that start to to build again, and, and those rivers that start to flow in the desert that God, you know, God brings good things in your life, and he makes your mind strong, um, and, it, and it, it might be slow, but you, you have to press on, and, and I have to tell you that, that, that my transformation journey is still ongoing. Um, there's times when I get, still get discouraged, um, lockdown was terrible for me and you know that was that did set me back and what happens is you kind of stop and those ashes from the past still blow and they land on my shoulders and I have to dust them off 
and, um, and move on. The fact that I'm sitting in a church today is a testament to the transformation. The fact that three years ago I wouldn't have gone back to church, but today I'm sitting here, in fact, I'm sitting here giving a testimony, is uh, a testament to um, transformation. And if I can just share with you a little, a little bit, and I, I, I hope I'm not taking up too much time, but I just wanted to share with you a little testimony within a testimony is what I call it. I have this notebook. And this notebook was given to me a couple of years ago. And if I could show you, it is a notebook that I use at work. And it's full of millions of garbage notes. Um, and I just, you know, I take, it sits next to my computer. And as I do my work, and I'm on conference calls, and I write stuff down, and I highlight... And I had a really low moment about two years ago. And I read a little thing or I watched a little video where it was like, you know, these little videos where it's almost as if God is the one writing it. And it was, God said, make a list. Just make a list and put it aside and leave it with me. And don't you worry about it anymore. And so I did. I uh, took this notebook. It was brand new at the time. And I just flicked through it and I, find, I found a page in the middle of it. And I wrote my list. And I had two things on that list. Um, and I then just went back to the beginning of the notebook and I started using it again. But in the back of my mind, that list was in the middle of this notebook somewhere. And I wanted to... I was interested to see... By the time I got to that page in the notebook, where, where, where would those problems be, those two problems of mine? And I won't share what they are because they're a bit personal at the moment and they're, they're still not answered. But I was almost scared to get to the page where those two notes, those, that little list was because I thought, will God have answered that prayer or will he not? How will I feel about those problems? Um, and so what I used to do was I used to write in the front part of the notebook, and then I'd think, I don't want to go to that page yet. So I'd start at the back of the notebook, and I'd work my way into the middle. And, and I was never getting to that page. And I have other notebooks, and sometimes I would leave this one aside for a couple of months, and I'd use another notebook. And on Friday evening, you will not believe, out of the blue, this was the only notebook closest to me when I was sitting in my bedroom, to, um, to, to, to make notes for my testimony today. And I opened it up and I flicked. I thought, right, what's the next page? And I had actually forgotten about this. Not forgot, I never forget about this list because they're so, so important to me. But I turned the page and there was the list and there's the page that I was going to make notes about my testimony today. And I read this list. And you know what? These two things that are on this page here that I... I've asked God to do a work. They're not answered. God has not answered those prayers. But one of them, one of the two things, has a very, it, there is definitely progress. And once again, God reminded me, there is no instant answer. It is a transformation that is going to take place. Um, it's not instant. And if I could just take one last minute of your time, because what I like is that verse that I, wrote, I read in the beginning. I'd like to read it again, but out of the new, the new living translation. And it says this, 
don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Thank you. Amen. Ah, that's fantastic. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Just the fact, you know, that testimony within a testimony, how just the day that you were going to prepare your testimony, you turned to that page, and after those months and months of not knowing where the, which page you'd written that on, and there it was. And to me, it is just a reminder that, that God hears our prayers. The day that Veronica wrote that down, I believe God is just reminding you, Veronica, that he heard your prayer the day he wrote it down. And he still remembers your prayer today. He doesn't forget. You know, we all go through things in life, and that is, that is such a lovely testimony, Veronica. Not because of the pain you went through, and I'm sorry for the pain you went through, for sure, you know. But we can all walk through life, and we can all feel like we're just leaving a pile of destruction and ashes behind us in seasons of our lives. But the fact that um, you recognized and you, you were able to take God's word one day at a time and live by it a day at a time. That's what counts. You see, what we've been ministering on in the last couple of months is about living life with God. And to live life with God is not to get a crystal ball or to get a horoscope. God is not into horoscopes. He's not into crystal balls. He's not into fortune-telling. God won't tell you the future. He won't tell you the detail of the future. But he will show you how to get there. He'll show you how to get there. And he will walk with you how to get there. And that is what these testimonies are today. That where there's that, 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 that dry patch of ground in the garden that you want to see change in, God teaches us, replace the way you think. Start doing things differently. You're not going to get a different result by doing things the same way. And he teaches us it's not going to happen instantly. I haven't answered the prayer, God speaking, I imagine. God's saying, I haven't answered your prayer yet, Veronica, but I was there the day you wrote it down. I heard you the day you wrote it down, and I still remember it. I haven't forgotten it. I'm still with you, and I'm transforming you, and I'm bringing change, and I'm working things out for your good step by step. You know, today is, so today is Harvest Sunday, and, um, you know, Harvest, there, there, Harvest Sunday is not a, a, a biblical thing per se. We don't turn in our Bible and find, okay, he has Harvest Sunday. What Harvest Sunday is about is the fact that every year at this time, we stop and we remember what God has done for us. And we bless others with, with, with some of what God, just a little fraction of what God has blessed us with. And it's in that giving to others, hey, Veronica, like you said, it's when you get your eyes off yourself and you start looking at others and helping others. You see, this is where God walks with us through life. He teaches us. These are his principles. Veronica had, had uh, you said you had some bitterness towards family. Instead of getting up in the morning and thinking of bitter thoughts towards them, she started reaching out to them. This is living by God's principles. It's not theory. It's not sitting here in church and having a theory about how we should live. It's living it out. It's getting up in the morning and phoning them instead of feeling angry towards them. And that's where the change starts to happen. Jesus said, that if you live 
if he, he used the word abide, if you live in my word, if you, if you, would, if you will just listen to my words, listen to my principles, and, and apply them into your life, like instead of being bitter with people, reach out to them. Instead of feeling sorry for myself, even though there might be a thousand good reasons to feel sorry for myself, let go of it. Look to others. Reach out to others. These are his principles. And he says, when you do that, this change will come in your life and you will be transformed. Not in an instant. Those prayers, not some prayers can be answered in an instant. But the majority of them is that we're outworking in our life, isn't it? So he says, as you do it, as you apply these words, as you live by my principles, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. But you won't know it until you're living by it. It's got to be real, otherwise we're just having theory, we might as well go and sit in a classroom and get a lot of head knowledge. Eh? So today we're having, we're gonna, we, we, we're gonna, um, we've got some stuff here, we're going to give it to the poor, we're remembering what God has done for us, and I just want to encourage everybody here today that whatever you're going through today, if your life feels like you've got ashes behind you, I want you to know today that With God, all things are possible. When you call out to Him, He will hear you. He will hear you. And He will draw you to Himself. And He will draw you into His ways. There's a famous scripture from from a prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. And and God speaking, and He says, "Um, My ways are not your ways. My thoughts, your thoughts. He says, "As, As high as the heaven is above the earth, so much higher are my ways than your ways. And he's not saying that you're useless and I'm so much better than you. He's saying my ways are so much better than your ways. Don't live in your ways. Live by my ways, but live by them. Take my principles and live by them, and you will see change in your life. Jesus, the one that the reason that we are here today because of, said that no one comes to the Father but by me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. And those that are outside of these four walls that don't know him, that don't understand what Christianity is about, say, you're, you're, you're exclusive. You, 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 oh, surely all roads lead to Jesus. All roads lead to God. Many roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to Rome. But no, they don't. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Christianity is exclusive. It is exclusive, but it's all-inclusive. You see, to explain it like this, there is only one way, and that is through Jesus, but everybody is invited. The door is open to everybody. You see, religion, on the other hand, you can look at religions, and they will say, we are inclusive, everybody comes here. But, but when you do, you've got to do this, and you've got to do that, and you've got to do the next thing. And if you do all of these things, you might be accepted by God. That is religion. It, it, it has an air of being inclusive to everybody, but it's very, very exclusive to only those who can make the grade, only those whose good outweighs the bad, only those who can tick all the boxes. Christianity is upside down. It says, no, there is only one way, but all are included. And when you come to Jesus, it's not by what you do. It's not by doing and doing and doing. It's about what Jesus has done. You see, Jesus was the only one who died for my faults and sin. 
No religion will offer you a saviour who paid the price for what you did wrong so that you don't have to live your life do, do, do. Oops, failed that. Go back to the start. It's snakes and ladders, and let's start from the bottom again. Only Jesus paid the price for your sin. You don't have to live a life of trying to be accepted by God. You can receive Jesus and be accepted in his salvation. And that is what Christianity is all about. So today I just want to invite you. I just want to, I just want to invite you just to, to, to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want to offer you an opportunity just to, to invite God, to invite Jesus into your life for yourself. The only reason I'm asking you to close your eyes and bow your head is not because it's some magic formula, but just to take your eyes off the people next to you, just to forget about who's next to you. This has got nothing to do with anybody except you and your maker, between you and God. So this morning, I just want to invite you, if you want to make right with God, if you want to know peace with God, if you want to start a journey with God, just take these next few minutes. I'm just going to be silent for a moment. Just take these minutes and just, in your heart, decide for yourself, do I believe? What do I believe? Where do I want to go with my life? Do I... Do I want to be right with God? If you believe that Jesus is who he said he was, not who we say he was, but if he is who he said he was, if you believe that, then I would encourage you this morning to invite him into your life. If you want to do that, I would, you, can, you can slip up your hand. Nobody else, everybody has got their eyes closed and their heads bowed. Nobody's looking around. Nobody can see. But just me looking. If you want to slip up your hand, we'll be so happy to pray with you and to tell you more about him. That's lovely. Praise God. I see that. That's lovely. Okay, can you put your hand down? Thank you. So, Father, this morning, we come to you, Father, not, not based on what we have done, but based on what you have done for us. And we just want to thank you this morning that, that we are still standing, just like that testimony that Byron and Veronica have been able to share this morning, that even though we go through the hard places and the hard times, that we are still standing. And it is by the grace of God, by the grace of God. And so this morning, I'm just going to invite everybody, if you want to just pray this prayer with me, and we're just, we're just going to commit our lives to God. We just say, if, if you want to just pray this prayer over me, say, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died in my place, that you would be my Savior, the way, the truth, and the life for me to come to God. I thank you that from this day forward, 
I can live with the confidence of being accepted by what you have done and not by my own good works. I thank you, Father, for the confidence for each and every person who believes that, Father God. I thank you for the assurance of salvation, for the quiet confidence, Father God, that people will live in the rest of faith. They will live in the rest, in the rest. Not striving, not seeking, not trying to perform to, approve, to, to gain your approval, but they will rest in the security and the quiet confidence that you bring. So we just thank you for this morning together in your presence, Father. We thank you for all that you've done in Byron and Veronica's life and in the lives of every person here, so many here who could give testimony to what you have done in our lives. We honor you and we bless you this morning in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen.